Well, give God praise one more time. He is still a friend of mine. It's been a while since I've been with you. I'm out here in the park, um, out here in Commerce uh, somewhere, and it's a good day. Some people, every now and then, I like to go to the park. I like to go to the park and you know, walk around, read a book. Take advantage of it now, baby, because it's going to get cold in Michigan real, real soon. <laughs> yeah, I hate to, um, you know, break that news to you. I sure know don't like it, but it is what it is. Um, but we want to thank God. We want. I want to come before you before I start uh, administering. I just want to give you a, give out a word of prayer. Father, I thank you right now for your special name among men. Thank you for your glory. Thank you right now for God for sending your son to die on the cross. That we should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you right now, Father God, because it's in you we live, move, and have our very being. Father, right now, Father God, let us break the habits and the sin that so easily defeats us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And so, Father God, we give your name praise. We give your name glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be back with you one more again on this podcast. Um, I was out of town one more time. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, I believe I left Monday and spent some time in Memphis and, and then went over to Hot Springs. And then I was allowed to come back. Um, I kept telling myself I was going to get some podcasts in when I was down there. But <laughs> sometimes when you I mean, I guess when you are in another setting, like on vacation, whatever you're doing, sometimes you feel like you want to relax and enjoy yourself. And don't you understand that the word is work? Yes, yes. The Bible says that a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible calls the man of God to get into the word. The Bible calls him a workman. Oh, yes, yes. So when you get into this word, listen, it's work. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's not. It's not a fantasy. It's not um, uh, easy. It's not. You know. No. No. When you get into the word of God, you a workman. You a farmer. Hallelujah. You. You. You just dare, and you. You dare to give God the glory, to give God the praise, and to give God the honor. Listen. Clap your hands if you wherever you're at, and just give God a. a, a, a a clap of praise right now. If you can wave your hands, you should give him a wave offering. The Bible says, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. So I want you to clap your hands. I want you to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. You ought to get amongst yourself every now and then and shout. Don't wait till you get to church. No, don't wait till you step inside a, a, a building. No, no, you, you the church. Give God a shout right now. Give him a shout of praise. Um, give him some glory. Tell him how good he is to you. Tell him how worthy he is. Tell him that you you, you just uh, adore him. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you adore him. Tell him how much you, you would love um, to see him and, and, to, and to bless him face to face. Oh, it's nothing like um, talking to somebody face to face. Then you're talking to somebody on the phone. Talking to somebody through a text. But every now and then, get face to face with someone. Get face to face. There's nothing like a face to face contact. Garebo shaka, gareba baba dia karebo. See, when you're face to face with somebody, you can see the facial expressions they're making as you're talking to them. You get what I'm saying? You you talk to somebody on a text. You talk to somebody on the phone. 
you don't know what kind of faces they're making. You saying something, and they might maybe rolling their eyes when you're talking, you know, doing whatever. But you know, it's good to get face to face, so we can see what does say the Lord. Listen, give God the praise, give God the honor, give Him the glory. Listen, it's, it is it is uh, uh, awesome to be with you. It is glorious to be with you right now. I wish you can see my face because I'm smiling. Because you know why I'm smiling? I get to get into the word a little. Now, today, um, I, I'm, I'm going to read more from the book of, of that I've written um, called The Sexual Demon in the Church. I really want to get into some more of that. And then, uh, and then after I get into some more of that, we're going to give this book um, away. And then what we're going to do is we're going to bless somebody um, with this book. And then what we're going to do is we're going to um, order more books for uh, we can uh, see what does said the Lord and enjoy it. And we can give, definitely give God some praise and some honor. Can I speak with you for a minute? Listen, I want to talk about um, something that um, that I think is really running rapid in the church and really running rapid in our, our homes our jobs everywhere, and it's called sex attacks. Sex attacks come when you least expect it. The enemy will hit you with some sex attacks. He will hit you with um, a text, uh, pornography, a message, different things uh, from different um, sources. But I do believe that there are some of you out there, some of you don't want to be with four and five people in one in one night. Yeah, I said that right. Four or five. You don't want to have sex with four or five people in one night. Four or five people in one week. You get what I'm saying? You don't want to. You don't want to be that type of person. You just want one person to be with. You don't want to be a playboy. You don't want to be out here giving it up to any and everybody. You just don't want to do that for your life. Some of you don't want that. And then, and then those of you who who are caught up in it, and the, and so some of you who are actually doing that and living that type of lifestyle, I submit that some of you don't want to be in it anymore. You'd be surprised how many people right now are living lives they don't want to live no more. Got four and five partners that want to be, they don't want to do that no more. They don't want to even want to be a part of that life, but it's an addiction. Some of you right now feel like you got to give up your body to find the right man. And you feel like if you don't sleep with this man, then he'll move on to someone else. Trust me, dear. Even if you give it up, he's still going to move on to somebody else if that's the type guy he is. If that's the type of woman she, she is, then, of course, she's talking to you and three other dudes are on, on the phone, too. And that just is what it is. I'm not knocking it, not saying something against it. This is the world, and this is what the world we live in. But some of you don't want to play the game no more. Some of you are saying, the hell with this. I'm tired of giving up my body. I'm tired of, of, of putting all in and not getting nothing out of it. I'm tired of thinking I found the one and it turned out he's not the one for me. He's a, He was the one for my sister and they got married last week. I'm tired of thinking that this man is the one for me. But come to find out he got a baby behind my back. I'm tired of thinking that I finally found the right woman or, or found the right man or found the right this, that, and the other. And, and lo and behold, he's sleeping with someone else.
or she's sleeping with someone else, or lo and behold, I'm just a placeholder for somebody they really want. I'm tired of thinking that I'm having a good conversation with somebody, and lo and behold, all they're doing is just having a conversation with me because the man that they want isn't at work and they don't want to talk. And, and can I share with you a secret? And I want to ask somebody this question. And um, this lady was like, um, she was like, she said, she said she was getting ready to go on a date. And 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 I asked her, I was like, I was like, wow, you didn't go on a date. So do people still date anymore? I'm, I'm an older cat. You know, I'm from a generation, a generation where we did date. I'm from a generation where you did go drive to the girl's house and pick her up and take her out to eat and the movies or whatever you was getting ready to do and dancing, whatever y'all was doing. You know what I mean? You came back. Now, y'all didn't necessarily had sex, but y'all came back and kissed the girl goodnight and have a good one and, and see you tomorrow, whatever you're going to do. I'm from that type of generation. I remember once, you know, we used to do that. But I'm wondering now in this generation, do y'all actually do that? Is somebody if people are still are people still dating anymore? I don't know. And, and and here's the reason why people here's the reason why men don't date anymore. And here's the reason why. Because most men think like this. They're thinking, why would I go to this woman's house, pick her up for a date, spend all this money? Do all this and drop her back off at home for her to call someone to do for he can come over and hit. Because most people that you talk to nowadays, if you're talking to a man, if you're talking to a woman, you and you ask somebody nowadays, are they single? Everybody, 99.9% of the times, people gonna say the yes. Even the married folks nowadays ain't single. But 99.9% of the time, people gonna tell you they're single. That don't mean they're not having sex with anybody. <laughs> I think you were mistaken that when somebody tells you they're single, that don't mean they ain't got somebody in the bed with them right now. They don't mean they ain't having they haven't they ain't not having sex with anyone. They don't mean they celibate. But yeah, they single, you know. They but they just got somebody to call when they ready to get some in. They call them time time anyway. And that's how most people in this generation think. And that's how how most. Uh, men in this generation don't date because that's how they thinking. And I'm I'm not saying it right or I'm saying it wrong. I'm saying that's why they think. That's why that's how they're thinking. They're thinking why would I do all that knowing good and well. And and and, and I was I, I I used to talk to someone in this situation. It was a young lady um about ten years ago. And she um told me, she was like, I was like, all right. She said, well, I'm waiting on, I'm trying to find me a good person to be with. I'm trying to find me a boyfriend, maybe somebody potentially get married. But right now, you know, and I'm, I'm like, okay, okay, that sounds nice. You know what I mean? So I'm talking to this young lady, I'm talking to her, you know. And I love this podcast. I love talking like this because, see, preacher's not going to give you the real testimony. Nobody in this generation want to give you the real testimony. Let me give you the real deal and what's really going on. So I'm talking to a young lady and, and, and you know, it's, you know. Listening to her as I'm listening to her, I'm like, okay. She was like, and she gets, she's going, she's going on and on about how she's trying to find the right man. She just can't find the right one. Every time she goes on a date with somebody, trying to be with somebody, you know, it turns out to be not what she wanted, you know. But and she, and then she finally said, well, I got a guy that I have sex with from time to time, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, and I was like, what? I'm like, I'm like, so if you're looking for someone to date and to be with. And the guy you having sex with don't want a relationship, but y'all both don't want a relationship, but y'all having sex. 
Quads are kept here. You're already in a relationship with the guy who don't who don't want a, a title on y'all. But he, as long as he's getting it, that's your relationship. That's what you got going on. And guys, they recognize that. They ain't gonna want. They ain't gonna want to. You know, once you tell a guy, they ain't gonna want to be with you like that. Why, they, why, why would they take you out? Because they figure, well, if I'm taking. I'm about to take her out and do all this and do all that for what? To drop her back off for what? She can call him. And that's how the guys think. That's how the generation is. And that's how. And that's why a lot of men don't date in this generation because they feel like, hey, why would I do all that? And so now, dating has become a thing of the past. That's why now you have all these apps, these tenders and match.coms and these even Christian mingles and all this stuff where you looking for something on and. Because nobody really actually. And another one of the amazing things as I get ready to read some chapters in this book. And this is going to help Christian folk. And this is for Christian folk. This is for non-Christian folk. This is for atheists. Because everybody's looking, doing something. Trying to look for somebody. And then sometimes when you have a certain. When you're used to a certain type of food. A certain type of flavor of man. But every time you eat that certain type of food, you get heartburn or you get you know, your stomach gets upset and you wind up, um, you know, having to go to the hospital. Why would you keep eating that food? But some people, because they like a certain type of relationship or a certain type of thing going on, they refuse to try something else. Because if you're going to let God lead you. To the man that he wants you to be, or the or the woman she wants you, he wants you to be with, then you gonna have to listen to God instead of your feelings. You gonna have to listen to God instead of your experience. I've talked to a lot of people. I, I had a lot of friends of mine, Caucasian women, uh, black women, uh, uh, Chinese. What, what? I don't talk to a lot of people in my life. And one of the things that um, red boss shake one of the things they tell me is this and and, and I, I love talking to, uh, I, I just put it this way because i don't want to sound like i'm racial or I'm being racist whatever it is because people are so sensitive nowadays i just put it this way i talked to a, a, a majority of my such and such friends and when they talk to me they always express to me how they only like black men i'm like okay go cool, go cool. But then they begin to explain to me what the problem is, though. It's this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm like, well, you cannot put all black men in a certain category. Whether it's, you can't put all black men in a sexual category. You're not going to be able to put all black men in a financial category. You're not going to be able to put all black men in, in no because you haven't dated all black men. Unless you're going to get out and set yourself out on a mission to date all black men, then <laughs> you can't put your little experience in your life and say everybody's experience because it don't work like that. Your little hood, your little circle, you know, there's billions and billions of people in this earth. So and that was a problem for me once because I I decided because I had a bad experience. I had a bad experience. With a certain type of, of female. And I said to myself. Well I'll never do that again. 
And God had to speak to me and say, man, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't her fault. It was your fault. You the one who was messed up. And then, but, but I didn't listen to God say that to me until years later. You see, sometimes we think that when we're in relationships, when we're in marriages, what we got going on, we always blame the other person when it doesn't work out. But the problem, if we can just look in the mirror often, we'll find out. No, actually, they wasn't the problem. It was you. You got to respect a man. You got to respect a woman that when you get with them, one thing about them is they honest and straight up with you and their attitude never changes. If you met a player and you straight up knew he was a player, told you he was a player, he was a player when you met him. and you know, So you can't get mad when you get played because he already told you. Sometimes, listen, it was a story back in the day. Let me, let me, this is how it goes. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this thing. And, and this is just going to help somebody because I know it helped me because sometimes we don't learn from our, see the things that we've been through in life are called, some of the stuff we're going through is test. Things that we've been through in life are just tests. So when we fail the test or when we, it's going to come around again because life has a way of boomerang, boomeranging the thing around again. But next time when it comes around, you're going to have to handle that thing different. See, you're going to have to put a whole lot of stuff in perspective. See, if God tell you, you may be, you may have married someone and been with someone. And God was telling you, all right, you know, that's, that's, that's somebody you can potentially marry. But you're going to have to wait because this person's attitude and their spirit ain't right yet. It may take four or five years for it to get together. You're going to have to wait. But we don't wait. We want to. We want. We want it right then, right there. Now, listen. If you're baking a cake, and if you try to take that cake out of the oven before it's ready, it, it, you know, it ain't gonna turn out too good. Rebel shakaraba, it's not gonna turn out too good. Some of us are trying to make things happen before the, the person's even ready. You can't get married to a person one night. Don't do that. You see somebody that potentially you can be with? It may take time. You you don't met a player, all right? He, he told you he was a player. He told you he was a woman, obviously. Eventually, he might leave everybody alone. You wouldn't wait that long? It may take time. You got to respect people. Who's going to let you know, who's have let you know, and their attitudes while they're with you has never changed. Listen, and this is the problem with unaggressive men or passive men. Um, Once, once my, um, she was like a mentor to me. Older lady, you know, and she, and she told me, she was like, um. She's like, well, the problem with you is that when it comes to certain things in, in, in your um, first marriage, the rebusha, first marriage, it's like you are too passive. There, and what she means is there are certain things that you didn't want to do, but you did them anyway because you're passive. You're more of a go with the flow type guy, but you can't do that because sooner or later, you're not going to want to keep doing what you're doing and you're going to mess everything up. You're going to mess her up. You're going to mess yourself up. And you can't be passive like that. 
So when you meet a man that's passive, you don't know his whole character because he's not going to portray that to you. He's just going to go along with the floor, whatever you're doing. But sooner or later, his real self is going to come out. He's going to be like, well, I don't like that. But the, t the problem is it's going to be too late because you're, you're too far in. And also you, you could be too, you, too far in. I mean, you could have been on married this guy. <laughs> and all of a sudden you think you got a life plan out with this guy. And all of a sudden, but because he's been passive and going on with the flow. So as sooner or later, he's going to be like, well, you know what? I don't, I don't think I like that. You know, I don't think I like living here. You know, I don't think I like living in the state. You know, I don't think I, I'm, I don't like going to the church. Well, I don't like, I don't like all these, just that what you're doing. I don't really like your family. I don't all this stuff. He's going to start saying to you, but he should have been said that before y'all committed yourselves to one another. But because he was passive, he didn't say anything. And that's what happened when you're with a man that's passive. So you can be easily deceived by a passive man. Now, if you got an aggressive man, there's one who's going to let you exactly know what's going on. He's not going to commit to anything until he's nice, good, and ready. He ain't going to give you the passcode to his phone until he's ready. He ain't going to stay with you. Until he's ready. He ain't going to be no one woman man until he's ready. He ain't going to marry you until he's ready. No matter what you do. He ain't going to do nothing until he's ready. So you can forget trying to make him. And he's going to tell you exactly who it is. You're going to know exactly who he is. Because he's aggressive. The problem is. And a lot of times. A lot of people like to be with that aggressive man like that. And you know the cat ain't right. But you figure let me get with him anyway. Because sooner or later he's going to change. But the problem is. He may change. But it may take him 10 to 15 years. You're going to wait that long? He could change. He may change. He just might change. God is still working on his heart. You ready to wait? Because what God is saying to you with a aggressive man, he ain't ready yet. Don't try to make him get married too soon. Don't try to be with him too soon. Don't try to make him commit too soon. Don't, don't, don't expect too much too soon because he's not ready yet. But time and time again, we fall. Um, most people fall for the aggressive type. And this goes for men and women. It'd be aggressive women. People fall for the aggressive type like that. And then be heartbroken when he won't change. But he already don't showed you by his actions that he, he ain't about to change. And you, you met him while he was living with his baby's mama. What are you going to? And you got with him. What, what are you going to? I mean, he ain't right. I mean. You met him when he was already married. What I mean, what you met her when she was already doing this. I mean, why would you think she was going to, you know. What? Which man is more dangerous, the passive man or the aggressive man? I always say the passive man is more more dangerous to you than the, than the uh, aggressive man. The aggressive man will basically he just going to break your heart. He just that's just what he going to do. Time and time again, this is what's going to happen. But the problem with the passive man, he's more of a chess guy. He's going to be the chess player. He might break your heart to, to, for five or ten years later. And you thought and you thought you had it going on. But just out of nowhere, he'll pull the rug off money. He'll pull your whole life. Your whole life will be shattered because you thought and then you, won't, you don't build some things. You might even bought a house with this passive clown.
because he but because he just going on with the flow. Sure, let's get a house. Sure, let's do this. Sure, let's it, passive. But when he's ready to be aggressive, when he wakes up and decides he doesn't want that anymore, but he didn't want it from the get go. But because he was going on, but now all of a sudden, now after you don't move out of state, all of a sudden he said, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this. I want to go back home. What? Now, if y'all got married and it's five years into the marriage, you know what? I don't really want to be married. I, I never want to be married from the get-go. I think we should get divorced. What? I really don't want this child. I, I, I don't know what's going on. We shouldn't even did this. You know, no, maybe we should separate. But what? Passive. So, ladies, and this is basically for the ladies. When you're trying to deal with a man and you're trying to be with somebody, Know that, know this. You're going to have to know what you want. And don't tell me you want some good, don't tell me you just, all you want is good sex. Every, any, yes, okay, cool. After that, after the morning after, and after the night before, what's really going to happen? Because it's, because sooner or later, your feelings are going to get in it. And when you're looking to the fuck commitment, and, and and you're looking for something you thought someone was different, don't tell me you you're not played. If you got that aggressive man, you was not played. The only way you can be played is with the passive guy. But you ain't gonna really find out nothing about that passive guy because he's so secretive. You're not gonna find out nothing about him too soon. He's gonna keep all his secrets in the bag. And his problem is, after maybe after two or three years later, here he comes putting stuff out of his bag. Well, here you go. What that? What that? You didn't tell me you had a, had, had three three children. Where does other child come? Oh, you didn't tell me this. Oh, I was okay. Well, I didn't know. Passive, aggressive. He don't care what's going on. Is that this that another aggressive man might break your heart in two weeks? Who who, who knows? He, he... Be prayerful. Be prayerful. I said all that. I don't know how I got in, got into all of this, but I'm trying to just help somebody through things that I experienced, through things that I've written, through things that God has shown me. And, and and because oftentimes, see, talks like this, you ain't you're not gonna get in a church setting. No, you you're never gonna. Have, we we got all kind of programs in church too. We got this for singles, that for this, that for the marriage classes. All that sounds good until we deal with. The sex attacks. Until we deal with the real reason why we are here. Then it's always going to be something. That's holding us back. And that's just how it goes down. And it all starts with what I'm getting ready to read right now. I'm getting ready to read chapter uh, 5. Of my, listen, stay prayerful. Stay prayerful. Um, when you when you the, the, here's what here's what I don't like. Here, here's here's what here's what people do. And then after this, after I say this, then I'm gonna get into little, little chapters. I already told you why men don't date. I, I, you know, and I already told you some different things. Um, here's what I don't understand about some people, and, and men every now and then do this too. We don't start investigating people that we uh, in relationship with 
until years later, until way down the line. That's something we should have did when we first started off. If you're a, a phone looking through person, then look through it when you first meet. Don't be looking through it four or five years later. If you want to try to investigate somebody like that. Don't be asking somebody about his credit four or five years down the line. Too late now. Reba Shukuraba. You're going to have to start taking care of yourself. You're going to have to start. Stop. Some of you are going to have to stop being passive. You're going to have to stop being aggressive. Because passive people, whether it's men or women, find themselves in situations that they shouldn't even be in. And all of a sudden, it's 10 years later, now, now they want to get out. No, if you weren't so passive, you wouldn't be there in the first place. Know, know if you want to know if you want to know who you want to be. Know who you are. Know your worth. Let me read you something real quick, and then I'm gonna leave you alone. Uh, it says, uh, "This is chapter five of a book I read way, way back in the day." And I just want to read you some things and put some things in perspective for you, real quick. It says, "Now we have learned about sexual history, sex in the world, and sex in the church, and sex in ministry. The devil has been." Attacking us in our past, in the world, church, and our ministry with sex. The question is, how do we fight back? Can we resist temptation when it is coming from all areas of our life? How can we stop texting a lesbian lover from the choir stand at church? Let's talk off. Let's take off the mask, roll up our sleeves, and begin to fight the flesh and the enemy. Ephesians 6.11 says this. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The scripture uses the word wiles, which means strategies of the devil. The devil has a plan to use sexual, every sexual sin you have done to keep you in lust. That is why I talked about sexual history, because he will use that history to destroy you. I talked about sex in the world because the enemy uses the world system to keep you in bondage. He will bring the world's view of sex into the church. Satan then causes the ministers of God to fall into sin to destroy members in their ministry. The lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is the wiles of the devil. Your enemy has his strategy. Now it's time to get your strategy together to defeat him. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual weaknesses in high places. We must understand that we are fighting spirits and demonic forces and sexual sin as a spirit. Every man or woman that you have been with had a spirit on them. Let us get our weapons together because according to Ephesians, we need armor to defeat the devil's tricks. Ephesians 6 and 13 says this. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Notice the scripture says the evil day. The evil day is when the devil releases his forces against you. I call them sex attacks. 
When an ex-boyfriend decides to text you out of nowhere or the babysitter flirts with you, maybe a co-worker that you are secretly attracted to asks you out on a date, but the problem is you are married. The evil day is when Satan decides you have been doing well and says to himself, let me see how can I get him to mess up his testimony. He will send you um, whatever weakness is. Whatever weakness you have, that's what the devil will send you. Blonde, white, dark, muscles, married men. Whatever you have been attracted to in the past, that is what he will send. The next evil day you encounter, try to stand against the uh, against the enemy using God's word. Ephesians 6, 14-17 says this. Stand therefore, having your lungs girt about with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shoved the preparation of gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to stand and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the heaven of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is the whole arm of God. And I believe that each piece of this armor will allow you to fight sexual sin. For example, let us get into this. Let's look at the first part of the armor. The first part of the armor says, having your loins girt about with truth. Truth holds your body together and makes you free. The spirit of truth brings God's word back to your remembrance. When an enemy is tempting you to sleep with another man's wife. Or another woman's husband. The spirit of truth will bring you into your remembrance. Hebrews 13, 4, which says, Marriage is honorable and all. And the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and daughters God will judge. It's like being faced, you, you're being faced with a temptation of, of, of adultery or sickness or something. And the Bible will, will bring back to your remembrance. Now, oftentimes, in the heat of the battle, in the midst of this, you can fall. You can fall into that sexual sin. You can fall into that woman's bed or that man's bed. And you can be in a relationship with somebody for years. You can be having sexual relations with that man's wife for years, or that woman's husband for years. But that doesn't mean, but you can't, sometimes when your flesh has been overwhelmed, when you're going through all that, you can't hear God saying anything to you. you, don't, you, you you're not recalling anything. All you're recalling is when the next time you're going to get you something. But then, no mistake about it. Whether it's years later, hours later, months later, whatever it is. Sooner or later, God is going to bring back to your remembrance his word. Saying, marriage is honorable and all. But the bed is, uh, and the bed is under foul. But homemongers and adulterers, God would judge. You're like, oh, wait a minute. And it's, it'll be, it could be two or three years later. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I've been doing something wrong. I got to make a change. I can't do this no more. That's why I tell people in the world all the time, if you mess around with somebody that loves God or is in the church, don't don't count on that lasting that relationship lasting too long. Hope you ain't because you you may think you're getting ready to have, but sooner or later, they're gonna be out of that mess. Because a real child of God always comes back home. A real child of God, he always comes back home. Watch this. The spirit of truth will bring you to your remembrance. The word of God will says your ex calls. Listen, your ex calls you for a, a booty call late at night. And the spirit of truth will say to you, Proverbs 26 and 11. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool returns to his folly.
Why go back to your ex? God has already delivered you from the woman or man. Do not go back. And that's what happens to a lot of us. And that's what's going on with a lot of us. We went back. The Bible says something interesting. The Bible says, remember Lot's wife. The Bible wants you to remember Lot's wife. That's what Jesus said, actually. Remember Lot's wife. She turned into a pillar of salt all because she looked back. Looking back will cause you to freeze and become idle. Some stay idle for years and waste their time, money, and talent on the wrong man. I'm going to say that again. Some people look back. And when you start looking back, you become frozen. You, you freeze and you become idle. And watch this. You can waste your time, money, and talent on the wrong man. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The truth convicts testifies, teaches, keeps from doing what you are, your flesh wants you to do. You have two natures, an old man and a new man. When you, listen, when you was born again, God filled you with his spirit. But unfortunately, the flesh is still there. Control the old man and walk in newness of life. He says what it's saying is what I'm saying is when you get saved, yes, your spirit is saved, your soul is saved, but not this flesh. Not your tendencies. <laughs> Another part of the armor is the bless the the breastplate of righteousness. I went to a church service once and the preacher said if you do not Drink, smoke, or curse, then you are righteous. <laughs> Righteousness to some is what you do or do not do. And maybe what kind of clothing you wear make you righteous. I mean, that's what some think. There are a lot of, of folks in the world who do not drink or smoke. There are a lot of folks right now who don't believe in God. And they don't drink or smoke. There are a lot of folks right now who don't attend anybody's church. And they don't drink, smoke, neither do they sleep around. So, are they righteous? Some people in the world would never sleep around. Is the righteousness of God in them? There were some atheists right now who would never sleep around. There are some Muslims right now who would never sleep around. There are some Hindus right now who would never sleep around. There are some people right now who don't believe in anybody's God, anybody's religion, or anything that got to do with anything that's spiritual. And, and they will never, they don't drink, don't smoke, don't curse, don't, don't dress provocative, don't do anything. They have some flaws about them, but they don't do anything. That's stuff I'm talking about right now. So are they righteous? I will submit to you that the righteousness is more about believing in Christ rather than what you do or do not do. Romans 3 and 22 says this, even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ upon all and upon all them that believe. You become righteous when you believe on Christ. Not when you don't put down a joint. 
You become righteous when you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not when you leave a man alone or a woman alone. Or You become righteous when you believe that Christ died for your sins on that cross and rose again from the grave and filled with the Spirit. And you, that's when you become righteous. Not when you um, leave that woman's husband alone. Righteousness is not about an act. Righteousness has always been about a belief. Now, when once you believe in who you are, you need to start walking like you know who you are. They call that bullshit. Dangerous teaching, ain't this? People call this dangerous teaching. <laughs> because they want you to do something first to get something. No, that's how the world thinks. And that's what the world does. The world wants you to do something first to get something. Christ, but Christ, God, he wants you to believe first and then you receive. You have to believe that you're righteous in order to become that. I must prepare you. He said, I must prepare you for war. Let me tell you something that you may not hear this in church. Watch this. You are not going to win Every single battle, every single temptation, every single attack, every single battle. I don't care how much Holy Ghost you got. You're not going to win every battle. You're going to mess up. You're going to mess some mistakes. You're going to you, you may, especially if you're a person that came from a wild sexual background, you may take you some time to start saying, hey, you might be a person don't sleep with you sleep with about 10 people a month. You may be a person on slave with a hundred people. You sleep with a hundred people a year. Some of you, some some people even wild enough, uh, they sleeping with five of them a week. So say that person who's sleeping with five people a week, ten people a month, or whatever it is. Some people's numbers are outrageous. Some people have slept with more folks than porn stars. But say one day that person gets saved. They get filled up with the Spirit of God. They get to get into they they believe in Jesus now. They and when you first believe in Christ, when you first get saved, when you first get baptized, you just feel so holy, you just feel so clean. And you wind up not doing nothing for a good month. You say, I ain't gonna about to do nothing no more. But then all of a sudden that flesh start talking to you. You start looking around. Some of that excitement's wearing off. All of a sudden that bed getting cold at night. All of a sudden you're still seeing your family members, your sisters, your friends, whatever, still with their men and All of a sudden, you get a call, you get a text, you get a DM. What's a DM? I think it was an inbox. Somebody slides to your DMs. Next thing you know, you don't messed up. You don't slept with a cat. You feel all bad, convicted, because the church that you're going to, you can't make no mistakes 
in some churches you go to because some churches that you go to, as soon as you make a mistake, they're going to send you to hell. They're saying you got to go to hell now. So now you're feeling condemned, you're feeling convicted. You said, well, you need to start saying to yourself, well, if I'm already going to hell, I might as well do it again. They say, you know, you don't slap, you back to your ways. Rebo Shaka. Because the problem is, somebody ne nobody never told you that once you get saved, yeah, your soul is saved, your spirit is saved, but your flesh is still there. Your flesh can never be saved. It has to be changed. It has to be done, but done away with. It has to be transformed. And that's, that's only going to happen when the Lord comes back. Don't think you're not saved because you desire some of the old things that you used to do. Don't think you're not saved because you do some of the things you used to do. Salvation is not about you. But salvation is about the finished work of Jesus Christ. So then what are you in then? What, you, what are you in? You're in the battle. You're in the war. The devil wants your back. He wants your mind back. He wants your body back. Now you're in the war. You're in a constant battle daily. Or oh, which person, which man, which nature is going to win. Is it my old self or am I going to walk in my new self? And you're not going to win everybody. But sooner or later, the person, the man that used to sleep with five women a week, now all of a sudden he's down to three a week. As he keeps walking with God, years have passed, all of a sudden he's sleeping with two a week. He's still convicted. God is still talking to him. He's still God's man. But now all of a sudden it's one a week. Until one day he just totally leaves it alone. I don't know what the timeline is. I don't know what, what years have passed away. I, I know that everybody's different. Because everybody's work ethic is different. And everybody's discipline is different. The woman that was out wilding out. 100 guys a year. 50, 100. All of a sudden, it's 20 a year. Now, all of a sudden, it's 10. Five. She like bumped into hooks. One. Years of None. Keep walking with God. You don't believe it can happen? Keep walking with God. See, you, you feel insecure. You feel like you don't belong. Because you've been struggling with this for years. And nobody knows it. And you've been preaching up a storm every day in the pulpit. You've been singing in the choir every day. You've been ushering. You've been driving the church bus. You've been doing all these things. And I'm a, at the, in, the, in the secret behind all that. Is you got you you dealing with sex attacks, you dealing with a problem, you dealing with an issue, you've been in a battle, and you have no one to help you, because in our generation that we have here, you can't tell nobody who's struggling going through because they'll judge you. Now you can go to the alcoholic anonymous meeting and tell them you you, you failed, and they'll be like, hey, just 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 keep going. 
You can tell the people in the drug addict meeting what's going on. And they tell you, just keep going, just keep going, keep fighting. But for some reason in the church, and they wonder why real folks leave or folks don't want to come. Because we won't be real. Rebo shakarabaha. It's time that we start loving people more and judging people less. If you want to judge somebody, judge yourself. And that is the reason why God had me years ago write this book. Because it can be used as a tool to help those who are in need. The Sexual Demon Church, um, you can find it on Amazon.com. But as a matter of fact, scratch that. This 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 joint right here can only be found on Barnes and Nobles online bookstore. Listen, God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with. Stay committed and keep fighting.